Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners, no matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. This is Dr. Dan. Now, listeners, you know that I believe in the free market system. Why do I believe in free market system? Well, very simply, the free market gives the consumer a choice. What does choice do? Gives you freedom. Now, government hates choice. You know why? Simple. When you have free choice, you're not dependent. And therefore, if you're not dependent, you cannot be controlled. Control is what government is all about. So the more free you are, the less happy they are. The free market is the epitome of choice. Now, free market promotes competition, which we know is good. What does competition do? It improves quality and it expands opportunity and choice. Now, what does competition require? It requires accountability, personal responsibility. So when you have competition and personal responsibility, you have success. If you have success, I guess you're also going to have some failure. If you're forced to compete, failure then becomes part of the learning process. We all know that's true. It's really just logical, logical thought process that I'm talking about. Now, the government intervention distorts the free market by skewing the competitive process. The government prevents failure in order to coerce dependency. Now, the practice of medicine and the delivery of medical care is absolutely no different. We used to have free market medicine. It was no different than any other good or service. Now, you know, if you choose a carpenter well, you really don't need building inspectors. But, of course, you have to be personally responsible for making those decisions and overseeing the carpenter to make sure he does a good job. If you choose your doctor well, you really don't need the government to choose one for you. If you do your due diligence, take a good doctor, 
uh, examine what he says to you, check up on it, then you're going to have good medical care. If a poorly built house collapses, you don't die, of course, unless you're inside. But because most people fear illness and death, it's pretty easy for the government to get in there and try to control medical care, control the medical profession, and use the medical profession as a tool to control its citizens. And that's really what Obamacare is all about. The government wants to control life and death, ultimately, and that's exactly what they're doing. Now, my guest on Freedom Forum Radio is Dr. Jerry Gianoli. He also believes in free market medicine. Dr. Gianoli graduated from Tulane University with a degree in engineering and subsequently went to Tulane Medical School. He did an internship in general surgery, an internship in pediatrics, and then he went and did a residency in otolaryngology, which is head and neck surgery. And he then completed a fellowship in really neuro-otolaryngology, which is surgery of the base of the skull, uh, the inner ear at the Michigan Ear Institute. Now, he has had both a medical career as a, as a clinician, which he is now, and as a professor at, Tul- at Tulane Medical School, and he practices in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He is certainly board certified. Uh, he's board certified in head and neck surgery and in neurotology, and he is one of less than 200 board certified neurotologists in the country. So he's constantly being mentioned as one of America's top physicians. And all of this is great. We're not going to talk about the medical, his medical uh, profession. We're not going to take your questions about what to do about your plugged up ears or your hearing. But for me, Dr. Gianoli is here for one extremely important reason. He has put free market medicine into use in his own practice. He has turned that belief in the free market into his reality on how to practice medicine. And so it is with great honor and great pleasure that I welcome Dr. Jerry Gianoli to Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you, Dr. Dan. I appreciate that introduction, and I really enjoyed your editorial at the beginning of the show. Well, Dr. Gianoli, it's really an honor to talk to you. Uh, I would say to you that I'm envious of you personally. Uh, And we'll talk about that because I believe so firmly in free market medicine. Uh, And I'll tell you what I've been doing here, but much more important, you you are so experienced in free market medicine. Uh, You've been in free market uh, medical care practice for for about 10 years, I understand. Close to. I kind of got into it by accident. Uh, When I left uh, my academic practice at Tulane University, I then went into private practice, and it was a you know kind of a baptism by fire, uh, because before that I had no idea any of the economics and how people paid for health care, and I was probably as clueless as as most of the patients out there as to how things work, and I, I had to learn real fast, and I learned real fast that things were really screwed up. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's just start off with talking about medical insurance. Uh, I mean, obviously. A hundred years ago, we had free market medicine. Uh, what changed that? 
Well, probably the first thing was after World War II when they uh, they put price and uh, wage controls on employees, and the only way employers can entice more employees is to offer health insurance as a benefit uh, in a, a pre-tax uh, benefit, and that was the first distortion in the market. And then, of course, the second came with the advent of Medicare, uh, which really completely removed any free market uh, for patients over 65. Uh, then the last thing was uh, in the early 90s when they started in, uh, having HMOs and PPOs where basically the insurance companies started dictating to the doctors what they can and can't do. Um, and then, of course, the latest thing is Obamacare, which is – and the interesting thing is the Obamacare is supposed to make all better. And in truth, it makes all the bad things about the previous situation even worse. Well, let's talk about the intrusion of insurance into medical care. I know you believe that it drives prices up and it wastes a lot of resources. How is that true? Absolutely, because the way things are, back in the 90s when uh, doctors started signing up for health care plans, the deal was, okay, doc, we will send you all of the patients on this health care plan if you give us a reduction in your prices. And they went, and the doctors said, this is good, because if I don't do this, I'm not going to have any patients. And so the doctors all signed up for all the plans, and each plan would pay the doctor a different price. And so they had to keep their cash prices higher than the highest-playing insurance plan. So if someone came in who did not have an insurance plan, they got charged a really high price compared to what they're paying, being paid by the insurance companies. On the flip side, the insurance companies didn't care so much how much they paid as long as their premiums covered their payment. So if the doctors charged more, they just jacked up the premiums to the patients. And the patients don't care because they're just paying their copay, and they don't realize they're actually paying the full bill through their premiums. And that's why premiums have started to skyrocket. I don't know about uh, you guys in North Carolina, but in Louisiana, just with the advent of Obamacare, we're seeing a 50% rise in insurance premiums. We certainly are seeing insurance premiums go up here astronomically, 50% rises, 100% rises. This, this is pretty common. And like you said, I mean, the insurance companies are there to make a profit. They're not a, uh, a charity. And so as a result, if they've got to spend more money to pay for health care, whether it's to hospitals or physicians or physicians' assistants or whatever, they're going to have to raise premiums to cover their costs. You know, Dr. Dan, a good example, uh, and this is something I looked at a few years ago, and I, I, I looked at it again just recently just to confirm things, but mammograms, okay, mammograms, which are a very common thing uh, that a lot of women get, if you look at how much you cost to pay cash without using insurance, versus Medicare, versus insurance, versus uh, what you would be charged if you're, you get your insurance denial. It's astounding. Um, you can go and get a mammogram in my area for 40 to $50, a screening mammogram, if you just pay cash, don't use insurance. However, Medicare will pay 110 to $120. And insurance will pay anywhere from like $120 to over close to, you know, 250 or more for it. 
But if you use your insurance and for some reason the insurance doesn't denies your coverage, you then get billed for over four hundred dollars. Well, this is something that you mentioned already, and that is physicians have to bill at the highest possible rate in order not to be cut. I know that in in my practice, uh, we have to bill higher than whatever the highest private insurance will pay for any service that we give, because if we don't, then they start saying, well, if you'll do it for less than what we're going to pay you, we're going to just give you less to begin with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so consequently, it drives up the, the charges from physicians' offices. And in my practice, since you know we've gone completely third-party free or a cash practice, my charges are roughly one-fourth of what my competitors charge. And it's the same price for everybody. The way things work at my office is the patient calls on the telephone and they'll say, okay, I'd like to make an appointment to see Dr. Giannoli. I'm, I'm dizzy or whatever. And my receptionist will then give them the char- how much it will cost them to come see me. So they'll know in advance what, will be, what the charges will be. On the other hand, if you go to the typical doctor's office that accepts all the third-party insurers, they can't tell you how much it's going to cost. And you won't know typically until several months later when you get your EOB or explanation of benefits. And it's because the price is different regard, uh, depending on what your, your particular insurance is and which particular product from that particular insurance. Um, whereas, like I said, in my office, the, the price is basically the same for everybody. Now, once I see the patient and they pay me for the, for the visit, I then give them a HICFA form, which is, a, you know, as you know, it's like a receipt for the services. The patient then mails it off to their own insurance company, and then the insurance company will reimburse them based on whatever their benefits are for their particular insurance company. So a typical patient will get anywhere from 100% reimbursement to uh, something less than that. Uh, the other interesting thing we found since going to this third-party free system is the patients get reimbursed better than I would have gotten paid by the insurance company. You know, uh, you mentioned something again, which is, is really important, and that is the complete misunderstanding of health insurance by patients. And this is one of the ways that the insurance company has manipulated, and the government, of course, has, has manipulated this whole system. When you have auto insurance, your auto insurance does not pay to change your wiper blades, to change your oil and your oil filter. You have uh, auto insurance in case you get into a wreck, your car is damaged and destroyed, and the cost to fix it would be astronomical. And the same is true with your homeowner's insurance. Your homeowner's insurance does not pay to paint your house, to clean out your gutters, you know, to, to unclear your, your, your pipes and your your septic tank and stuff like that. It, again, is for the catastrophic events. Unfortunately, with health insurance, the entire population pretty much has been conditioned to have health insurance pay for everything so that they don't have to even think about it. They appear, you scan their cards, and then they go ahead, get their doctor's visit, and like you said, three or four months later when the smoke clears, 
there's either something that has to be paid or nothing that has to be paid depending on the plan. And so that kind of obfuscates or hides what's really being paid. Uh, and that's where they get you. That's, a, that's an excellent point, and it brings up an, another little interesting oddity about myself. For my family, I do not have, technically, I do not have any health insurance, which when I tell people that, they're, they're astounded, like, wait a minute, you're a doctor and your family doesn't have health insurance? Well, the, clar- the qualifier to that is I, have, uh, I'm, I participate in something called MediShare, which is basically a Christian group that shares medical expenses. It is technically not insurance, but it functions like a major medical insurance policy. And because it is not insurance, it is, does not, it can cross state lines, and it is not subject to all of the state mandates, such as mandating you have to cover a mammogram every year, or and a lot of other things like an annual physical, which are all things that are not surprises. It's sort of like, uh, as you mentioned, having auto insurance that you know covers your oil. You know, I mean, your oil change. If it doesn't make any sense to cover oil change with your auto insurance because it would just drive up the cost of the oil changes and, and your auto insurance. Because this product that I have, MediShare, doesn't cover you know the a mammogram that they're going to have to pay one hundred fifty dollars for the premiums are significantly lower, and I can go, or my wife can go get her mammogram for $50. Uh, so consequently, I'm actually paying significantly less in insurance premiums because I have a true major medical policy. Well, also, your major medical policy does is, is available to you anywhere in the United States, maybe even internationally, I don't know, but that's because you can purchase this across state lines which is as such an obvious free market uh, ability, a free market tool. So if instead of having this restricted climate in which here in North Carolina we have one, two, or three insurance companies who are certified to do business here, we might get a much better deal from, uh, I don't know, some insurance company in Louisiana or Texas or, or Minnesota, wherever. But we don't have access to that. And that's what also allows the insurance companies to keep the prices of their premiums high. There's no competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a restricted field, and, and they basically have an, not a monopoly, but an oligopoly uh, on the market. Well, that's a big word. What does that one mean? <laughs> just instead of one company having the entire market, it's just a, a couple of companies, and they have uh, you know agreements to you know we're going to make sure we don't compete too much on price. Well, this again goes back to the fact that you know obviously the system which started out uh, you know back around after World War II uh, has just gotten bigger and bigger and out of hand, and we're kind of in the grips of a really a snowball rolling down the hill at this point uh, with insurance companies really driving this market so they not only control the physicians, control health care with, uh, with the government pulling their strings now with Obamacare, but they can charge pretty much what they want and even get some of their deficit back from the tax dollars as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, the way things are going, 
um, my prediction for the future with Obamacare is either things are going to be so bad that everyone revolts, forces this to be repealed, and no one will ever try it again in our lifetime, or more likely we're going to see further government intrusion and either the insurance company is going to be run like uh, utilities or you're going to have a, a complete uh, universal government control single-payer system. That concludes this week's episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Tune in next week for part two with Dr. Giannoli. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning.